he won't hold it back. Why? Because he enjoys blessing his people. Amen. So many miss out on this thing. They believe that we come to church out of obligation. We just come and we go through the service and nothing changes. We just leave and we go back to our mundane lives doing our daily routines and the rituals of living. But it's never been about that. It's always been about God. And it's always been about, amen, his desire to bless us. Amen, amen, amen. Would you make contact with somebody just for a moment? And let us pray. Let us pray. I want us to pray something, something like this. Lord, open us up. Lord, is willing vessels to God to receive everything that you have for us. And while you're filling us, dear God, remove everything that is not like you out of our minds, out of our conscience, dear God, out of our way. Every distraction that tries to enter in, everything that tries to draw our attention away from you. Lord, let it be cast aside, cast asunder right now in the name of Jesus. For today, dear God, yes, it is a day, dear God, but not just any day. This is a day that you have made. Dear Lord, and we are glad, dear God, we're glad to be in it. We are glad to worship you in this day, this moment, this time, this space that you have given us. God, we pray, dear God, a refreshing and a renewing, dear God, even on those, dear God, that, Lord, have diligently worked so hard, dear God, in the kingdom for many years or even for a few, God. We pray a refreshing in their lives right now, God, a renewing. Dear God, that we might even more so dedicate ourselves to you once again, dear Lord, that we will realize, God, Dear God, that the shackles and weights of this world, dear God, are being removed off of us. We're trusting and we're believing today, dear God, that you're doing it in this house. We're trusting and believing, dear God, that there is new energy, dear God. Hallelujah. Fresh oil being poured out in this house. We believe, God. In the name of Jesus, dear God, the tired, dear God, will rejoice and say they're not tired anymore. The weak will say they're strong. Hallelujah. Those that were in pain will rejoice because pain is leaving their bodies right now. We honor you and we glorify you God for we know that these things dear God are your will for you'll hold no good thing back from us dear God it is your desire hallelujah that your church be blessed and we thank you for this moment we thank you for this breath we're breathing we thank you for this hour God we thank you for loving us and caring for us and keeping us and holding us we thank you Amen. Do you feel that in your spirit? If you feel that, would you just magnify him? Come on. If you feel that boost of energy in you, would you just praise him? Come on. Somebody came in tired, but God is rejuvenating in this house right now. Man. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Amen. You may be seated in the house. And I do thank the Lord for everything that's happening, all the good news that's going about, and the blessings that have been poured out. Amen. Just imagine a three-day fast, what it did. Ooh. Amen. God is doing somebody said, yeah, lost some weight. Amen. I'm glad for you. Amen. <laughs> it was never about the weight. It was
was never about the weight. It was always, it was always about killing this flesh off so our, amen, prayers wouldn't be hindered by our carnality. It's about learning that obedience, amen, that sacrifice that we give to him, amen. I didn't give this to you all in the back. I do apologize. No rush. You don't have to even pull it up. That's fine. But as I was praying, and, amen, I was just hearing a voice of God speaking in his house. And in the book of Hebrews, if you have your Bibles, you can find this. It's easy. The 10th chapter verse 36 and it says this for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God say after ye have done the will of God ye might receive the promise I don't know about nobody else but that's exciting to me amen it, come on isn't that what happened Thursday morning after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. <laughs> come on. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. He's coming back. Touch your neighbor and say he's on his way. I know you've heard that up for a long time. Some of y'all have heard that. Amen for years. Some for decades. I would not say centuries. <laughs> then it says, now the just, verse 38, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And then we get the conjunction again. But, amen, I, I like that. That's transitory. It changes the text. It moves us into another place. It's saying, if you draw back, you have nothing. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. Do I have some witnesses in here? We are not those who give up. We are not those who look back. We are not, no, no, no. We're not those. Somebody's going to get this. We're, we're not going to just have happy, clappy church today. I'm trying to help us right here. We are not those, amen, that are going to continue to concern ourselves with what God brought us out of. But we're looking forward to what God's about to do. Amen. I'm looking in the church right now for some people who have just made your mind up that look, 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 it doesn't matter. Amen. What nobody else thinks or says, we are not looking back. Don't try to draw me back. Don't try to talk me back. Don't try to tell me it's not working. Don't try to tell me God's dead. Don't try to tell me that I don't, I'm not going to receive what God has promised me. Don't try to tell me that stuff. I don't want to hear it. I'm talking to my flesh. I'm talking to the devil. And I'm talking to anybody around me. Stop trying to tell me it'll never happen. If God said it, it's going to happen. Well, how come it hasn't happened already? It really doesn't matter how come it hasn't happened because I know it's going to happen. Somebody is standing on a promise right now that's so, so far away that you may never, you feel like it may be, your time will be over before it comes. But I'm here to tell you that God has never made a promise that he has not fulfilled. Somebody ought to glorify him right now. Time is, poor, is important. Time is at hand. 
we miss this. Time is important and time is in hand. Sometimes we wait for somebody else to shout, but I'm tired of waiting on somebody else to cause me to want to get happy. Amen. I'm happy with my God all by myself. But we are not those who are drawn back. We're not coming back. We're not going back. We're not being pulled back. But we are of them that believe to the saving of our souls. Amen. One last text that I didn't give them. The very next one. Real popular. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things what? Come on. Amen. Uh, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the evidence of things not seen. And we look at this and sometimes we just repeat this because it's smooth, it's, it's an easy sounding text. But we miss the context, we miss it, we move so swiftly through it that we don't understand that time matters. So when it says now faith, it is not talking about your tomorrow faith. It is talking about your right now faith. Right at this very moment matters. Come on. I may not be breathing tomorrow, but right now, hallelujah, my faith will determine my destiny. Are you hearing me in this place? Now faith is a thing that, well, come on, y'all please understand this. Today wasn't promised, but it was delivered. Come on. Amen. Tomorrow's still not promised. But eternity, come on now, will be here without doubt. And so we have to make up in our mind whether or not we're going to have a now faith or we're going to have a hope of faith tomorrow. I am not hoping for faith tomorrow. Why? Because I am standing on my faith today. For faith is the substance of things what hope for. I am not hoping for it tomorrow. I am hoping or I am believing that right now everything that I've ever hoped for is already being worked out. I'm believing the substance, the substrate, the building material, the evidence is already here. I'm believing that what God has done is already been achieved. I'm believing whether I have understood it, received it, or seen it yet, it is still already done. Touch your neighbor and say, wake up, it's already done. Come on. We had healing prayer, so we don't have to worry about that. You're healed. Come on. I, I, come on. You might have limped back to your seat, but I'm here to tell you right now. And so the response is going to show you exactly where your faith is in that. And, I, and again, I am not trying to preach you into a dance or a shout. That is not what this is about. But I am here to tell you that God is watching. And whether or not we believe it or not, amen, what we do matters. Amen. Every moment that we have matters. We have only given a small segment, amen, of time in our lives to get things together and to put, make sure that the enemy knows who we are, what we are, and what we're about. But if we fail, watch out now, if we fail in that moment, then we will be as those who missed that timing, missed the mark, missed that call, missed it because they were so caught up in everything else. I'm here to tell you life will always throw you dilemmas. It will always try to get in your way. Uh, it doesn't matter how saved you are or how long you've been saved or how prayerful you are. Life will try its best to get in your way. But you have to remind life, life, I don't have tomorrow for a promise. But now is my time. I, right this moment, is my 
time. I can't concern myself, amen, with tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. And so if that is the case, then I have to lockstep in with God right now. Amen. If I'm looking for my children to be saved and my grandchildren to be saved and, and my sisters and my brothers to be saved, I can't wait for tomorrow, Brother Sam. I have to right now, amen, put things into motion. I have to, well, I've done that already. No, 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 no. I am not concerned about yesterday. It's gone. It's a now thing for us. We have to make up our mind to push into the now. Amen. And that's why it's important for us to understand that we cannot dance on our used to do's and our yesterdays, but we have to be in a place where we understand that now is the moment. Now is the very moment that things will change. Now is the moment. This prayer is going to be the one. Somebody says, well, I thought that yesterday. I'm not talking about yesterday. That's gone. Right now is that moment. Somebody get it. It's clicking right now. Right now is the moment. Well, I praised him with everything I had in pre-service prayer. That was good, but that was then. I'm talking about right now. What are you doing now for God? Where is your mind at right now? Amen. Are you already at lunch? Are you already at dinner? Are you already in bed? Where are you at right now in your mind? Are you already on, amen, on your vacation? Are you already running around somewhere? But are you, are, but are there some people in the house right now that say, right now, I declare this shall be the best day of my life. Today I'm going to talk to you from the subject, today, tomorrow, and too late. Today, tomorrow, and too late. It is without doubt, if you've been saved any time, you have been around people that you have witnessed to, and they will always tell you, or not always, but many will say, well, I'm not ready right now, or I'll do it next week, or tomorrow. When God is calling for you today, you are really saying, God, I am going to put you on pause so that I can continue doing what I want to do. And when I'm ready, I will come to you. Now, it's not just, wait a minute now, I am not just talking about the sinners that come into the church, but sometimes it's the saints. <laughs> because sometimes we say, come on up, and you say, I'm going to sit right here. Why? Because now is not, I don't feel like doing it what? Now. I'm tired when? Now. But see, God has an answer for that. When you're tired, huh? The joy of the Lord becomes your strength. Is that right? And so then you have to be able to stir up something down on the inside and say, look, I'm tired because I'm sitting here. Anybody naturally understand? Anybody ever had too much sleep? I got a couple of people that are going to say that. Some of y'all see it. No, I don't ever get enough. I need more. I need more. No, no. You'll understand that when you get too much sleep, when you get up, you're tired than you were when you lay down. Ah, uh, come on. You're just wore out. You can't move. Now you're lazy and lethargic and you can't figure out what's going on. That's because you had too much sleep. Amen. You can get too little sleep and shake some things off. But usually if you had too much, amen, it's really hard to get your mind clear, get the fog out of your mind. And so the same thing the enemy does while we're, while we're in service or while we're, it's time for us to do the things of God, he will fan us to sleep. Now, you can be asleep with your eyes open. I mean, don't let me, don't, 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 don't think the devil can fool me with that. You can be asleep with your eyes open. You can be daydreaming. Somebody's daydreaming right now. Uh, 
mind. Somebody's saying, I wish he'd hurry up. He's putting me to sleep. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not the bishop. <laughs> but I am here to tell you that God is a God that has energy. He has power and he has authority. And when we began to move, things began to happen. Amen. The older I get, I come on, that's it. That's good. The older I get, I realize if I sit too long, things begin to tighten up. Do I have any, do I have any over 45 folk that understand what I'm saying? When I sit too long, things began to tighten up. But then when I get to moving, huh? Come on, they began to what? Operate a whole lot better. Stiffness begins to move out. But when I sit too long, that's the problem with the church. The enemy wants you to sit so long that we get stiff and we can't move anymore. Why? Because he understands if I get you moving, hey man, the blood's going to get begin to flow and the joy is going to begin to move through your body. And you, come on, the atmosphere is going to begin to change. And then the devil says, no, 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 I can't. I, I need them to sit still because when they begin to move, somebody might get saved somebody might get delivered something that didn't work amen now is starting to work something amen somebody that thought they were still sick because they feel the pain when they got up they realized they had already been healed. Do you know that in this place right now? In churches all over the world there are people that have been healed but they haven't moved to find out that the healing has arrived because the devil has got them wooed to sleep, wooed to sleep, wooed to sleep. So we're here today. Let your neighbor say we're here today. Amen. I'm glad to be. In the book of Luke 19, 8 through 10, it says, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. I love it when people begin to tell God about what they've done. They don't even realize he already knows. And he says, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, this day, say this day, has salvation come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek, say seek, and to save that which was lost. So here we find that Jesus was letting him know that not tomorrow, not yesterday, but today, salvation has come to this house. I'm speaking to those in this place right now that feel that God would never do it for you. This day has salvation come to this house. This very moment, this very, this very second, this right now, right now, amen, it is that time. For God to do it. Somebody's saying, well, it's not salvation that I need, but it's healing. This day, I'm trying to help us right now. This day, right now, has your healing come to this house? Right now. Amen. What about that prayer I've been saying? This day, come on, has it come to this house? Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Somebody's reaching for it. Somebody's understanding. I'm not going to just nod my head yes in some religious fashion, but I'm going to lift my hands and say, I receive it. I receive everything that God has for me. Come on, I don't have, I, I, I know the preacher tonight is, is far better than I, but I don't, I may not make it tonight. So I am not going to allow one more moment. Now, I'm not telling you to, 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 to praise him because I'm up here. I'm telling you to worship him because he is in here. Because he is making a promise to you, not me. 
not me. Don't shout about the preacher, shout about God. Come on. Don't clap your hands because a preacher say clap your hands. But clap your hands because you're great. Hallelujah. He's great and gratefully to be praised. Because you're grateful for all the things that he has done. Amen. Well, he hasn't done it yet. So what? I'm still grateful because I'm standing on a promise. I'm believing it's about to happen for me. Not tomorrow, but this day I receive everything that God has promised me. This day I receive it. Yo, act like that's a strange mindset. You clocked out on Friday. And you declared you're going to get a check from somebody who might go bankrupt and no check or show. But God never goes bankrupt. He never runs out of time. He never runs out of money. He never runs out of blessings. And he never runs out of being God. And so we find here that this day is important. Matthew 6, 25. And this is in the Amplified. It says, therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. Stop allowing your flesh to dictate your freedom. Stop letting anxiety climb upon you and now doubt begins to enter in and now I don't know whether God will ever do it for me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I didn't pray enough. Maybe my fast I cheated some on. God's promises have zero to do with what you can do. He's not a man that he, what? Should lie. And so if that's the case, it has zero to do with that. It has everything for us to understand that he is faithful to forgive. He is a God that loves us beyond our faults and sees our needs. And so we have to quit dwelling on our mess-ups and started looking to him and understand, God, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every day I need thee. In my good days I need you. And my bad days I need thee. No matter where I am. No matter what's going on. God I need thee. I'll never forget where you brought me from. I'll never forget how you brought me out. I'll never forget what you've done. I'll never forget God I need thee. And so I won't dwell on where I am. But I will begin to believe that I'm about to receive exactly what you promised me. Amen. Come on. Amen. 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 Don't be anxious and worried about your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink or about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater in quality than food and the body far above more excellence than clothing? And he goes on, and we, we know this especially in, 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 the, in the King James, but he goes on and says, 
at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them. Say keeps feeding them. Keeps feeding the provider. Keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? They weren't made after his image and his likeness. They are different. They don't even have, amen, a, a real opportunity to go to heaven. Do you hear what I'm trying to help us with in this place? And so if that's the case, he loves us more than he what loves them. And if he loves us more, then why are we worried about what we can afford, amen, rather than saying, God, give me everything that you promised me. What would happen if we really, really started walking on that kind of faith? We wouldn't be bound by the things of this world. We wouldn't be bound by the concerns on whether I can pay the bill or not. Now, I'm not saying don't go out and be stupid. Don't go out and buy something that you know you can't afford because you want to do it. But there is an opportunity for us to say, God, what is it you want me to have? A building that makes no sense for us to be able to afford. Right. Come on. A church that's so large, amen, that it doesn't even make sense. We don't have enough people to feel it. But if God said that is yours, then what are you going to say? God, I don't want it. No, you're going to say, God, I'm standing on the promise. Everything that you have said, when am I receiving it right now? I don't, listen, I don't have to wait for it to materialize before my eyes. I don't have to wait for the lawyer to call, amen, the real estate agent to call. I don't have to wait for everybody to be on board with me. Once God said it, that's enough. It's sealed. The deal is done. Right now, today. Right now, today. Some of you are standing on a promise, amen, that you're ready to kick out from under your feet because it hasn't happened yet. No, right now, today. When are you going to believe for it? When are you going to believe to be that millionaire? When are you going to believe to be that billionaire? And I know money makes us shout, right? But sometimes we have to put it in that perspective so we'll understand, this is my day. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't matter if it makes sense. Doesn't matter. People are scratching their heads all the time. Doctors are scratching their heads all the time. It makes no sense. How did the x-ray say this today and that tomorrow? They can't understand what God could do. People can't even understand why people without education or very limited education are making $100,000 a year. They can't figure it out. They can't even understand why people are getting hired on jobs that they don't qualify for. They can, the boss can't figure it out. But God has already put things in perspective to say, look, I've already fixed this up so that you can have it. Why? Because I made that promise to you. I told you I would take care of you. And God likes to do things that nobody else can do. Do you understand what I'm saying right now? God likes to bless you. Amen. If you can do it, then you've done it. That's fine. You get the credit but when God does it can't nobody come on Pharaoh could have let him go but God said heart in the heart no Pharaoh you're not gonna get this credit I gotta show them Israel gotta know who let them go and so God likes to do the miraculous he likes to do things so he's saying stop with all the constant worry and who of you by worrying and being anxious can add one measure, one cubit to the statue or the span of your life. You're worrying about how long you're going to live, but you can't add a day. You can't add 15 seconds to it. So why are you worried about it? Amen. Now, God can do that. And if I'm trusting God, first of all, I'm not worried about death. Y'all not hearing me. 
Uh-oh, that just hit a nerve. I'm not worrying about dying because that is, amen, the goal. That is the goal. I live today, amen, not to live tomorrow. I live today to live for eternity. That's my goal. Come on, somebody. Amen. And why should you be anxious about clothes? Why are you worrying about whether or not you can afford the latest fashion? Because fashion only appeals to man. Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil or spin. Yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all his magnificence, excellence, dignity, and grace was not arrayed like one of these. In other words, God had already clothed the earth, amen, in beautiful arraignment. And no matter what we make, it can never, amen, match up to what God has done. But here's that transition, but again, amen. I preached a message years ago, said, watch them buds, and people's eyes began to bug out. Amen. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, watch this, which today is alive, watch this, which when today is alive and green and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, oh you of little faith? In other words, stop worrying about things. God has given you the appointed time, say now. God has given you the appointed time now, amen, to be greened, to be prosperous, and don't worry about what's going to happen later. Amen. For he's also promised us, church, that we will not be tossed into the furnace. Somebody ought to high-five your neighbor and say, now that's exciting. I don't have to go to the furnace. Mm-hmm. Amen. God has already made a way out for me. Therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, what are we going to have to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear for the Gentiles or the heathens wish for and crave and uh, 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 diligently seek all these things? And your heavenly father knows well that you need them all. God knows what you need. And so while you're looking at what the sinners have, and you're saying, we are living for God, but they got everything. We're going to church on Sunday. They're getting up hungover on Sunday. They're washing their cars. They're out on the golf course. But you're living for God. And you're saying, how is it that they can have all this and I have nothing? How is it that they can have all the blessings, Sister Jane, and it seems like that I'm struggling in my life. And you're saying, well, God, where are you? Can, can you help me with this for a minute? It doesn't make good sense for me to be struggling while it looks like, they, and I mean that, it looks like they have everything going on. It looks like their bank account is full and mine is empty. It looks like that. That's because we forgot when we got up this morning, it's now. Now is my day. Now is my time. Now is my opportunity. When they got up in the morning, they got up worrying about what's going to happen. Is anybody going to steal my stuff? They got up worrying about, is my marriage, amen, my wife going to find out I was cheating? They, they got up in the morning worrying about, am I now an addict? Am I an addicted person? What's going on in my life? But you got up this morning saying, now, look at me now, devil. You thought you had me, but look at me now. Amen. I'm not worried about those things anymore. Why? Because God saw my needs. He sees right where I am and he'll never leave me nor forsake me he's pouring out on me when not tomorrow but right now today 
I need a now praise for a now faithful folk. Come on. I need some people to say, I'm not pulling back. I'm not going back. Yesterday is over. Today is my time. This is my day. I'm trying to tell you. Let me see this. I, I, I really said I wasn't going to say anything about this, but I think that it's appropriate because time, in the older you get, the more you understand time. I got a yes, somebody got some understanding about that. <laughs> the older you get, time, you know, I, I used to hear old folks say, I got more days behind me than I have before me. I don't know that. Amen. We can speak that if we want to. I don't know. Well, I'm 90. Well, that's fine. You're 90. You got more behind you. If you say that, God might want to make you 180. You don't know. <laughs> you understand? But you understand time. When you were a child, your birthday took four years. Now you get old, your birthday takes four months. Uh, am I, am I, do I have any witnesses? All the young people saying, I don't have a clue what he's talking about. I don't know what's going on. I can't wait to get 12. I can't wait to get 15, 16 so I can drive, 21 so I can, 18 so I can be a, an adult. Isn't that funny? 18, you're an adult. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and then, then, then time begins to happen, and then... Then things began to, because the enemy began to play with your mortality. And the older you get, you begin, to, you begin to say, well, now I'm preparing myself because time is coming up. When you're young, I can jump off the hill. There's not a roller coaster too high or too fast. Y'all like roller coasters? I got some head and some going like, I got people going like this. All right. Skydiving. I don't know what's wrong with Brother Clark. He's just. Mm. But as you get older, things, you understand that when you fall, you don't recover as quick. You understand? I, I, I'm not off. I'm not off, but I, I do need to get this here. I need to get to my back. And so the more we get older, the more things begin to plague on us. I told you the pains hit. I'm like, oh, where'd that come from? I've never felt that before. Things begin to happen. And the enemy plagues your mind with thoughts. Of you're not going to make it. You get heartburn and you think you're having a heart attack. I, am, I, am I alone? Y'all, yeah. with, 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 with the over 35 folk, help me, please. The young folk think just saying, would he just sit down? Because this ain't making a lick of sense. You see what I'm saying? When you're older, it begins, everything begins to plague on your mind. And so you get a little something off. The devil begins to speak. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger. No, you're not going to make it. You're, it's over. Your time is over. Your time is over. And, and so then you began to say, well, I'm walking by faith. And you're pushing and you're, you're going through with everything with all your faith, right? Because today, man, I'm healed. Today, I'm healed. And then, oh, today, I'm healed. And the enemy begins to do that and begin to mess with your mind. Sister Tina begins to tell you, no, 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 no. It ain't going to happen. It's, it, it, that, that, that's that's. But you have to remember that you're only given today. You're only given today. So I can't allow the things to, to, to embed in my mind. Even the reports of yesterday, I can't carry into my today. 
And here is where the issue comes. We'll hear something yesterday and we'll carry it into today. But we forget that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So I'm free, watch this, I'm freed from everything that the enemy told me yesterday, today. Let me make it easy. Weeping may endure for the night on yesterday. But joy comes in the morning today. So yesterday's mess I can't bring into today. I cried last night, but today I rejoice. Because what should have killed me in my sleep? God said not so. What should have took me out of my mind yesterday? God allowed me to get up today so I can't relish in that mess from yesterday for today is a day that the Lord has made. And so I can't help myself but to get up and to glorify him. I wish I had some old folk that understand just another day that the Lord has kept me. Just another day. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a trap on yesterday. It worried me all night long on last night. But something happened somewhere along the line. Ah, I went to bed thinking I might not get up in the morning, Brother Grayson. But if something happened in the a.m. And all of a sudden I got up. I said, devil, it didn't work. And so I got to what? I got to learn to what? Shout a little bit more. Come on. I got to learn to have some now faith. Because every time the devil loses a battle, it should increase your faith. You, you should be able to let the devil know, no. Uh, uh-uh, uh, you tried the heartburn thing last night. It didn't work. Amen. I forgot about all that pizza I ate. I forgot about it. Because the devil won't remind you of what you did. But he'll remind, as far as what you ate. But he'll remind you of the pain you feel. And make you think that something is happening in your life. So I'm here to tell somebody right now. Amen. That feels like there's something broken in you that never will be fixed. That's a yesterday lie. For now, right now, today. Amen. God is meeting you in this house. Now, today, his salvation coming to this house. Amen. I wish I had somebody that knows, amen, that you've been perplexed in your mind. Amen. That would just get up and out of the house. Amen. I got so much more on here, but I need, I need, I feel, God bless. I feel, amen, the move of God happening in here. I feel that God's about to heal and break some chains, amen, of depression, some chains of worry over some people. I'm going to ask for those, listen to me, this is an altar call, this is your praise moment. I'm asking for some people that have made your mind up, that I came in here thinking it'll never happen for me, to put the devil to flight, to step out and shout like it just happened. Come on, can I get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of you just to step out and say, wait a minute, amen, I came in heavy. But I come on, this uh, I told you this ain't altar call. This is for the people that are honest. Devil, you had me. Didn't nobody know what was going on, but you had me. 
This is the people that understand tomorrow may never be here, but today, if I don't breathe another breath, right now is my time, right now is my hour. Because I'm not going to wait till it's said too late. I'm not going to wait till it's over. Hallelujah. I'm going to step into my destiny right this moment. Come on, keep praising him. Keep praising him. Keep praising him. Well, it don't feel like it. You don't know what the doctor said. You don't know what I'm going through. Maybe I don't. But let me tell you. For about three months, the doctors were swearing, not swearing, but saying that I had leukemia. Trying to tell me I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm praying for the people that are sick. I'm not saying nothing, but let me help tell you what happened. I made my mind up. I went to that just the other day. I went to that last doctor appointment. If you ever had to go to the cancer center, you'll understand that it ain't fun. I walked, amen, pulled up to the parking lot about an hour early. And I began to glorify God. And I had a Meshach Shadrach and a Bendigo moment. I said, God, I don't know. But I do know one thing for sure. If you don't do it, I know you can. I ain't making this up. I know you can. I walked in, sat down, got called back. They treat you really nice. Because you, they understand the level of pressure that you're going on the mental stuff. Now, all along, the devil was saying, you're not going to see your grandbabies graduate. You're not going to see this. You're not going to be around. You're going to be a burden on your family. The devil was telling me all this. But I'm telling the devil, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Ah, I would be lying to you if there wasn't some tears that flowed down every now and then. I'd be lying to you if I said it didn't get to me every now and then. But the truth of the matter is, I began to glorify God and magnify him. I went into the office after the final test and the doctor said, I don't know. Everything is all right. All that, come on, I'm trying to tell you something. The devil's trying to mess with you. The devil's trying to steal your joy. The devil's trying to destroy you. You gotta make your mind up. Hallelujah. Today is my day. I don't know about tomorrow, but right now is my hour. Right now is my time. Today. Now has salvation come. So the next time you say you don't know what I'm going through, I'm going to tell you, I don't, but I know what I went through, and I know that God brought me through it. I know God didn't leave me. I know God didn't take it away. God delivered me. And now then, we got to tell the devil, this joy that I had. The world didn't give it to me. Brother, and the world, it can't take it away. Come on, some of you got some sorry family. This joy that I have, my sorry family didn't give it to me. And my sorry family can't. 
better come on and praise him. Not because of my testimony. This has got zero to do with my testimony. It has got everything to do with your testimony. Because somebody's going to declare right now that everything that the enemy meant for evil for you, everything the devil tried to use to destroy you, God's about to turn it around. It's being flipped over right this moment. Things are being taken over right now. Come on, this hour, this moment. Now don't you praise it for your neighbor. You need to praise it for you. Keep on praising. Now I'm going to pause. And I'm going to interrupt just for a minute. Keep on praising him. Keep on praising him. Because some of you in here have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Some of you in here keep on praising him. Don't stop praising him. We're not letting anything down. We're not giving the devil an inch. Have never been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus, the only name given unto man where we must be saved. And some of you are saying, well, I'm not ready now. Don't you know that there's a whole lot of graves filled with, I'm not ready now. I'm not trying to be morbid, but I'm trying to help you understand. Today, this moment has been granted. I don't know what's going to happen 15 minutes from now. But this moment right now has been granted. The Bible says, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Water, baptism, we have warm water. We have clothing. You don't have to schedule it. Baptism of the Holy Ghost or the Spirit. The promise is unto you, to your children, and to many of them that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. How do they know that they had received? Because they acted good? No. Because they clapped their hands? No. Because they had tingle tingles down their spine? No. How did they know? For they heard them speak in other tongues. People kick against the word of God. And they're saying, well, I don't know about that now. I'm here to tell you, now you do. What must we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus, what? For the remission of what? Your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God is trying to do a work in this house right now. God is trying to do a work in this house right now. People have been living beneath their privilege. People have been worrying about things that they ought not worry about. People have been carrying baggage from year, from year to year to year. Some from generation, from generation to generation. Why am I saying all this? Because now is the time. Now is the season. Tomorrow's not promised. And eternity is too long. Hey man, to be without God. So I'm preaching and teaching to those in the house that have not had it. This is the time right now 
Today is salvation coming to your house. Today is salvation knocking on your door. Today is an opportunity. If you're standing near somebody, why don't you ask them? Don't be shy. Don't go to mama that you know got the Holy Ghost. Find somebody in the house saying, listen, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just following the instruction of that gray head man up there. Do you want what God has for you? Now here's what we're going to do. I'm done, but here's what we're going to do. Come to the altar. Everybody close. Close. Come close. Come close. We're going to repent together. We're going to repent together. And we're going to believe that God's going to do something in this house. If you believe that, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. If you believe it. If you don't believe it, keep your hands down. I'm only talking to those that are in that now faith right now. That now faith moment right now. God's going to bless us in this house. Come on, now faith. Right now. Right now. Come on. And we're going to begin to talk to the Lord. And we're going to repent. Repentance is not silent. Repentance is loud. We come boldly before the throne of grace. And so we begin to open our mouth and begin to say, God, forgive me. Don't repeat what I say. I don't know what your sins are. Forgive me, God. 